1: you're listening to the Paddock Blues podcast. You can find us on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash paddock blues, or you can email us at paddockblues at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. hello hello welcome back to the paddock blues podcast uh it's melinda yeah i forgot my own name it's melinda yep yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> i haven't hosted in a while uh it's melinda here hi how are you and i'm joined with uh paul and jamie tonight how are, are we lads
2: yeah i'm good cool. thanks yeah
1: good 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 how about you jamie
0: yeah sound thanks you
1: excellent yeah i'm mean, even He'll better Recovering not-
2: from the weekend another day. Daisy drinking weekend for me in the Bramley Mall pub. Yeah, <laughs> uh, It takes me days, obviously, because I'm the oldest one on the part, It takes me weeks, days, years to get over it one night out. So, yeah, that's how I'm feeling. Like, shit, No, I I, I can
1: relate to that. Honestly, like I was out on Saturday and I, I haven't really been like drinking a whole lot lately because I've been focusing on uh, running quite a bit, prioritizing that. But I was like, no, it's been a while. Everton are playing away. I've got a good feeling that we might win. Like let's let's go out and have some drinks. I honestly didn't even drink that much, and I woke up feeling rougher than a badger's arse on Sunday. And I was like, "What is going on here?" Like I was like, mm-hmm. "I just can't do it anymore." I like I'm at the very old age of 31, and we're not doing well. We're not doing. Well. I'm, not sure, I'm not. I'm not even sure how Paul's still alive, to be honest <laughs> with you, being like 75 years of age. But we move. Um, <laughs> but yes, a great great weekend um, for Everton. Uh, it was a fantastic win. Away, uh, we played Nottingham Forest. Um, again, N- another win Nuts on Forest. the road. Yeah, Notts Forest. You guys, like, crucified me on the last part for saying that. Yeah. <laughs> I was joking, obviously. Yeah, but um, after all
2: the uh, Feed the Scousers songs and all that, they're called Forest now. Mm-hmm. For me. I
1: mean, I'm telling you. I'm telling you that they are Notts Forest, and they can come mm-hmm. for us all they want, but... They deserve it after that. Um, but yeah, yes, absolutely. Focus on Everton. Uh, fantastic win away. And again, another away win. We just seem to be really picking up points when we're sadly not at home, which uh, we would see more wins at home. But yes, I will come to both of you just to get your thoughts and opinions. Just sort of a recap on Forrest. So Jamie, great win. Absolutely. Give me your thoughts.
0: Brilliant win. Massive yeah. win. Um, not only the performance. I think the result, the the three points. There's also sort of time in it of, of it as well. I think it was just perfect. Obviously, getting beat by Man United in that big game to then next mm. go to your next away game, which is Forest away in the night, isn't any you know, isn't an easy game. So I said I, in the last one that I wanted to see a different mentality. I wanted to see if they actually did change the mentality. Um, if maybe that that my United game was a little bit too much for them, and they, yeah, they, they proved me right. Yeah, they, they they really really did play well to a man, and they looked like they just wanted to win.
1: Yeah, they 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 were quite hungry for it, I think. And I I think um as much as they wanted to get those three points for us at home when we played United, unfortunately, no. It it just uh, the more I think about it, I do think we were massively unlucky with some of those chances, and um I think that just got it has got to them, unfortunately, mm-hmm. I think, you know, mentally. Um, but yeah, they they've really, I think, put a big smile on the fans' face uh this week. Uh Paul, what about you? Sort of your thoughts about uh Forest.
2: Yeah, I thought we were the better team from start to finish, to be honest with you. It was a uh, quite a of performance. All that was missing again was the goal, but we eventually got it in the in the second half. But I thought to a man, I just thought Forest couldn't deal with it as they were lucky it was only one 0 in my opinion. Um mm-hmm. But no, it's, it's, something seems to be going on, but Everton away from home, even when you're sitting there, I mean, we weren't lucky enough to get tickets, but even when you're sitting at home, watching it on the TV, you just feel, I do anyway, feel more comfortable with Everton not playing at Goodson Park. It's weird, it's, it, it's wrong, it should be the other way around, but no away from home, we just, think we, uh, we're, we're a perfect team. Sets us up perfectly to play away from home. Yeah, he does.
1: yeah de- definitely, definitely. Um. So yeah, I mean, absolutely a great win. But I do want to ask you guys, what were your thoughts when that team sheet came out and you still saw Ashley Young? <laughs> because personally, yeah. I was like, "Um, Deitch, <laughs> thought you listened to the Paddock Blues podcast, mate. Thought we were mates. Yeah. It's like, what's going on here?" Um, yeah, guys, what were you kind of thinking? The same thing, or? Follow-up? Yeah, I
2: was thinking. I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking that this this man is just. Gonna die on this hill on the Ashley Young hill. But he actually had a good game, but we know he's he's got that in him, he's got a good game in it, but it's followed up by a dodgy game, isn't it? So well, no, I, I would still like to see Seamus Coleman in the team, but not beforehand when you, you don't see Calvert Lewin in the in the lineup, you think here we go again. Yeah. And then you see Ashley Young trotting out again, you think, Oh God, that Alanga for Nottingham Forest is gonna have a great time against him. But I thought he caught him really well, but He's got a bit of a blind spot for Ashley Young. I think we're just going to have to accept it. Um, I think we'll be here again talking about how we don't want Ashley Young to be in the team. I think that's just the way it's going to be going forward, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Jamie, what were your thoughts when you saw the team lineup as well? You know, no no, Calvert-Lewin, which we we kind of expected in a way. You know, we were kind of thinking that. Um, and just seeing Ashley Young in that team sheet, were you, were you surprised or were you thinking, I had a feeling he would do this even though I didn't want him to, but I had a feeling he would.
0: I just turned to Paul and asked him what type of shot he wanted.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they been get us all day. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think it would come out at half four and me and Paul went straight over the bar. I was like, what's the strongest drink you've got? Um, <laughs> we thought, to, I think it, we were shocked, but I, that shocked that Sean Dice? you know, he's yeah. quite stubborn in that aspect. I was more, I'd look straight to the Forest team. I was more worried that it was Alanga and Callum Hudson-Odoi. So when it went Hudson-Odoi. I felt a little bit better because I thought if he can just... I think Ashley Young in the first five minutes as well got run by Alanga and you just run past him. And I thought, oh, no. But then after that, Paul said he sort of settled in the game, stopped that Alanga running at him, and he played all right, to be fair. But one out of five isn't good enough for you to put a Premier League right back. It's just not. I think he's getting away
2: from home as well. Ashley Young, I know he got sent off for Anfield like that, but... I think he's actually a better player away from home if that if that makes any sense. I think his better performances have been away from home, sorry.
1: So then that kind of poses my next question to you guys which I do think is it kind of answers itself, but are you more confident when Everton play away? I mean we know stats are one thing. Um but what is it about Goodison Park lately? That is just it's just something is getting into getting into these players and it's just it's such a poor home record, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know that I'm confident playing away from home. Obviously, I'm probably never more, never confident in playing away from home, but I don't know. At the moment, it doesn't seem to matter, does it, whether it's at home or away. I, I, what I mean by that is it seems like being a Goodison doesn't really matter to being away from home as well. So if someone says, oh, we're playing Newcastle away or oh, we're playing them at home, I go, you yeah, know, right? It's, either way, it's like, fine, like, we're playing right. Newcastle. Um Or Nottingham Forest, they're just... I honestly don't know what it is. Maybe there's something on St. Luke's Church looking at this <laughs> team going, the highest out within here. <laughs> I think... It, it, but I sort of trust Ike in a way because I think last season or they we before, how bad were we away from home? You know, we I mean, won one game. then but when Paul, you went to Southampton, didn't we? I think you went to Southampton in the September and the next time we won was Brighton and we won two away games, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So... I think you've got to take credit for that to switch it round. Can he switch the home form round? Hopefully,
2: well he's going to have to because it's a big week, isn't it? We've got two big home games coming up this week. Yeah, but the 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 home form it's just odd to me. I mean, a lot of Edmonton fans would have you believe it's the atmosphere and stuff, and every time a player makes a mistake, a player's on top of them and shouting. I don't, I don't subscribe to that. I me, mean, I don't agree with it. I, I don't think we're any different from any other home crowds in the Premier League or up and down the football league. I don't. People okay. moan at games. That's just the way it is. Someone misplaces a pass, you moan. Someone misses a chance, you moan. That's just the way it is. That's because it's your house, basically. What are you doing in my house? Do do better, basically. That's the way I see it. But it's odd, isn't it? I just, I don't know. Is it's the pressure of playing in front of that many fans who want you to win, is, is it too much? I know, Melinda, you touched on it a long time ago, that the home form is shocking. I know you've said recently, you know, you not really don't really look forward to going to Goodison no more, which is really sad. Which you, you carry on going, obviously, but you're like, oh, I know you're on the team from Manchester. You're thinking, Oh God, here we go again.'" But what do you think it is about playing at home?
1: I I honestly don't know what it is because, you know, we, we do we do get frustrated, like you know you said, Paul. You know, we we moan at this, we moan at that, and we do get on the players' back sometimes. It's only because we want a result, and um, but I feel like we're that at, at home and away but i mean obviously at home there's more of us there's more fans yeah. you know it's more Evertonians. so i don't know if it's down to the fact that you know it, it is quite interesting it always brings me back to like when during covid when we were actually playing decently i mean it was a different squad different managers a very different time but like then people were kind of thinking now it's like is it us are we the problem like the fans <laughs> Like you know what i mean and it's like we're kind of checking ourselves a little bit but I, no, I honestly do believe. When it comes down to it, we we fully support them. We 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 fully back the the team, you know. But yeah, it's just football. You're gonna moan, you're gonna get upset about certain things or calls that don't go our way, or if players and do something you know they shouldn't have done. You're, you're the, the, we're gonna moan, aren't we? So I don't know what it is about Goodison. You know, there's some things. Do you
2: think the players it. have an expectation that they think they have to win games at home, and maybe that's what's stopping us?
1: Yes, but I feel like that's just any club. You know, like, I don't know why that's special to Everton necessarily, right? And that's why I'm like, maybe there is some weird curse or something. Maybe it's as much as, like, you know, I did say, like, I'm dreading going to Goodison, but everyone knows it's, like, my favorite place in the world. And, like, it's just, I will be very, very sad when we do go. But we've also said on this podcast, maybe it's a bit of a blessing in disguise that the new ground is coming. I, I don't know. It might It might be, you know, different for for the players and for the fans as well. Maybe we just need a bit of change, but but I don't know. The, the home form really is, it's just, it's absolutely crap. Um, Jamie, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I just wanted to ask you too. Though. Paul, I think you
0: touched on it as well, Melinda, you said um, maybe set up away from home better. Do you think these players can only play that way? The way we're away from home, you know, obviously I know we had a lot of, ball, a of the ball against Nottingham Forest, but I don't know whether... Do you see a difference in the way we play at home and the way we play away? Where you can go, well, actually
2: not. They can't play that way at home. They can only play that way away. I think, and just, it's just come to me now, and I, I, you're about to agree, we miss a lot of chances at home.
1: Oh, big time. Right. And I think once we miss two or three, I That's think it I mean, just yeah? gets
2: into the red and you're like, oh God, it's going to be another one of them days. And away from home, it's like you know, if you score one, you're like, let's just defend what we've got now. We don't need to push as many men forward anymore. We've got our goal. And I think Sean Dice is that type of manager anyway, where he will always see one goal as enough. People will say that's unfair because we do have chances in games, but you, you kind of look at each other as fans when we score the first goal, and go, like, oh, right, that's it. How long's left? 20 minutes, right. We're going to dig in now and see what we can get. Whereas at home, I think the impetus is on you to just keep attacking.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, if we got that sort of... I know we've got the squad because we create the chances, but you know the Nottingham Forest game, the old chance and the McNeil goal, other than that, there wasn't a clear-cut opportunity. So, at home, not we're creating all these chances.
2: Counter-attack as well, isn't it, Jamie? I mean, yeah. counter-attack in football is perfect for an away team. Soak up all the pressure and then, boom, break on them as fast as you can. Yeah. Showed that against Brighton is the perfect one last season. Right, and have loads of the ball. The pinners in our own half, we break one, two passes within on goal. That's, that's the way you play away from all.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just to touch on that, Jamie, like just looking at, I think United really is a perfect example. And I know a lot of our fans were very frustrated with that result and the performance. But I honestly do think it does just come down to the fact that we were unlucky and we missed a lot of chances. And the first half, I don't think we were necessarily terrible. Um, I think it has all kind of fell apart because of the result of, well, that wonder goal, obviously, as we've said many times, and it pains me too, but it was a great goal. And I think that just set the whole, whole tone for the match, unfortunately. So I think that it just was not our day. Um, unfortunately, it was just, it was at home.
2: You've touched yeah. on something really, really good there, good though, Melinda, because the first goal, I think there's a stat come out that show, every time Everton scored the first goal under Sean right. we've never lost. Hmm. Or we may have lost one or something like that. I don't know. I could be wrong there. If I've done research and I can't. No, realize. no, you're right. But, We've never lost. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's it. So I think the first goal is important, like you're saying against Man United. I think maybe in the player's psyche, they think we're always chasing, trying to get back into this game. I just don't think they've got a strong enough mentality yet to come back from that kind of adversity, if you get what I mean. So yeah. if we go 1-0, it's like, right, lads, we're winning here. Let's, ho- let's hold on to it. They're going to have to score two to win. I know that sounds really stupid you Like they're gonna to have to do a lot to beat us here. Do you get what I mean?
1: Yeah, definitely. But well, we've still got, you know, some fairly new players in the squad, don't we? I mean, the last few years and even just young in age as well. So just kind of coming into their positions and kind of coming into their form. Um, but looking at just a couple of players, um, James Garner specifically, would you say that was maybe his best game for the club? Um, honestly, him and Gay were superb in that midfield, um, and McNeil as well answered his critics in style with that goal it was just I literally watched that goal back over and over again and I just thought I cannot believe I said sit him on the bench (laughs) (laughs) I was like oh Melinda behave yourself Melinda um but you know what he shut me up so that's all I wanted him to do was just shut me up um and absolutely Mikalenko oh my actual god like I just I'm so proud of him. Like, I'm like a proud mama. I love him. Little, my little bean. He's just adorable, but he's just, he's just like, <laughs> he like, <laughs> like, like Mr.
2: Bean. I didn't mean it like that.
1: got Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean.
2: No, Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean. Yeah.
1: That's the name of the pod, Paul, Mr. Bean. Um, <laughs> but he is absolutely, he's now Mr. Consistent. Absolutely. So let's, let's go back first. We did touch, I did touch on a couple of players there, but James Garner, Jamie, Thoughts on Jimmy Garner?
0: Different beast. Um, some that... thoughts on Jimmy.
1: <laughs> Jimmy's thoughts on Jimmy.
0: <laughs> Honestly, it's just Saturday was a. I know. Listen, he's been there as well. He's been to Nottingham Forest. We seen him at United. He was walking around talking to Fernandez, and he's also just like let the game pass him by. I was a bit worried about that with him on Saturday because I thought. You know he's loved by the Forest fans. He's um he's been he's an ex-player of theirs. Is he just gonna let the game pass and by? He never. He's mm. he's that's game on Saturdays. What we've wanted from a midfielder for a while. Just get the ball, the game by the scruff of the neck and say, "I have this. This is my game." Yeah, he, I just thought he was head and shoulders above everyone else, really.
1: Yeah, definitely, um, Paul. So your thoughts as well on James Garner and just sort of him and and Ghana Gay in, in that midfield, yeah. um, sort of as well. Do, do do you think, you know, we should be keeping that going, or where do you think Onana fits into that?
2: Yeah, it's a strange one. Onana, isn't it? Because he was injured before the international break, and he's yeah. still not. He's still not fit. It's like, yeah. is it another one of them Calvert loon situations where they're not really telling you what was wrong with him? Remember last season. Yeah. So I'm I'm not saying that anything sinister's going on. He's got a bad injury or nothing, but you would have thought you would have seen him back by now. It's been what five, six weeks now. Yeah. Been a while. Uh, but I just thought yeah, I thought James Garner and Adricia guy. I thought they were fantastic on Saturday. I noticed Manchester United that spent a lot of the game going where's the midfield. Where's the midfield. They were just miles yeah. apart. And I think tactically, Matt, your your mate. That's <laughs> put on uh, Twitter. Good that guy, basically, <laughs> basically never left each other's side all the way through the game, so they were working in tandem together. And yeah. I think that's important because you see in games, especially against the better teams, the midfield gets pulled apart and there's just a big gaping hole in the middle. But on Saturday, it was they were everywhere. The pair of them were, were working well together. But James Garner, he's probably gone back to foresting thinking, I've I've ruled this pitch. I've played here for two years. I know what I'm doing on this pitch. And he, yeah. it just showed. Like I thought he was easily Evans' man of the match
1: definitely i just really hope he um i mean I, I'm, sh- I'm sure he will but i hope he keeps he keeps it up just hit him and ganagay for me it's almost like because ganagay is so experienced he's like the sort of like the brains you know i, I feel like he's really like he's just so well versed now and then you've got james garner's got such pace about him so i just think it is a really good it's a good yeah, partnership you know Mix, yeah. um and as well thoughts on mcneil's goal i just thought it was just brilliant really um Great finish, um loved his celebration as well. I just think he's brilliant. I just want him to keep keep this caliber and just keep going on it because it, it was difficult, you know, seeing him not performing at the at the level of McNeil that we've seen him perform at. You know, so I think that was really nice to see him get a goal on uh, on Saturday.
2: Yeah, yeah cool. he's got a a, a wonderful left foot. Like, I mean, he has. <laughs> I think his right foot's just for standing on, but he, does, <laughs> he he does make up for it with that left foot. Brilliant. I mean. Me and Jamie, we both said to me we, last week, it looked like against Man United that he just didn't give a shit. I'll still stick by that. Obviously, he did. You know, we're yeah, just talking yeah. as football fans who we were who we were angry that our team got beat three 0 for. But yeah, he, I thought he had a really good game. And I watched the thing today. He knows an odd amount of about man Oh, He's I just a saw that. Tattoo. Yeah, <laughs> He's got a Spider-Man tattoo, and I think he got nine out of ten questions right before when they were asking him questions. So did you yeah, have that on commentary? Buddy. Yeah, Dynamo Winnie. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you said. Yeah, it looks like Dynamo, the magician. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, So as well, another player I just wanted to touch on. um, So as we know, Calvert Lewin was not um, did not play, so it was uh, it was Beto. (laughs) Um, So, what are thoughts on Beto? Um, Do you think he just needs more game time to get going, or do you think that? there's something going on there. Like what, what are your honest opinions? Because I know we all embrace this lad into this club with yeah. open arms, you know, as, as we do with any player that comes into the club and um, his history of love for the club and Lukaku. It's just, you know, it's really wholesome. And like, we wanted him to succeed. We wanted him to do well, but it just, it's not quite there Yeah. yet. But well yet question mark. And that, that's kind of, I think where we're sitting at. So Paul, Honest opinions on Beto and what you oh. thought of his performance on Saturday.
2: Another Paul Brown classic year that will come back to oh, get me. Here we not go. impressed. Not impressed.
1: Fair enough, fair enough.
2: Just not. I just I just but I will put it down to it. I think it's a lot of ring rust as well. Mm. He's been sitting on the sidelines. I think he probably expected to play more for Everton. I think yeah. obviously he's come from a league which is a lot slower than the Premier League as well. I just I don't fancy him in front of goal. Yeah. I think his work rate is exceptional, and he'll put himself about and he wears His art on the sleeve and everything else, but I just think that chance comes to him. It, it's an easy chance for the striker. That, in my opinion, yeah. leaning back, it it flies over the bar. He knew instantly what he was supposed to do, but he didn't do it. Listen, I'm not writing him off. I'm not. It's it's unfair for me to do that. But early signs, um, he doesn't get in the team at the Calvert Lewin. No chance.
1: Yeah, no, I I completely agree with you there. Um, it's it's difficult, isn't it? Because. It is one of those things where you're on one half the fence. You're thinking, no, you know, it's just, it, he's just freshly come to the prem. He, he needs more time. But now we have seen a couple of incidences now where he should have just absolutely sank that ball in the back of the net, and he just hasn't done it. So yeah. where it's just you're on that you're on that fence, right, uh, Jamie? What about uh, what about you?
0: Yeah, pretty much the same as Paul and yourself, really. He's a, he's snatching, isn't he? It looks mm-hmm. desperate to score. Um, mm-hmm which sometimes cannot be a bad thing. If he's desperate to score, he's trying to get himself in the position to score. Maybe he needs a run of games. But let, no, let's not forget he has been sat on the bench for a while. So I think, get him a run of games, and hopefully he doesn't. don't mean no disrespect to Beto, but just, I'd rather see Calvin doing in there, and he doesn't get them run of games. I don't know. I just, yeah, the jury's still out him. He didn't why wow, when he wanted in his opportunity, first start in a while, everyone thought, Oh yeah. yeah, he you know, he's gonna try and do something. If that's the best he can come up with, yeah, we've had that kick pulled down again.
2: <laughs> so you know what as well, I would say, do you remember the goal that um, in the cup game against Burnley where he set Ashley Young up? Yeah. And he yeah. cast it in and he sank to his knees and he put his hand over his head and he could sell it meant a lot to him. Maybe he's just trying too hard. That's what I'm Yeah, maybe it's just one yeah. of them where he's, you know, he's really worried about settling And Because don't forget he's come for a lot of money as well. I'm a lot of money for having. haven't got a pot to piss in. So 30 million is a lot. Um so maybe he's just putting too much pressure on himself at the moment, but definitely needs game time, but uh, I don't know. That, I won't say anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Um just one last thing about the match, really. Um so there was a you know bit of there was a bit of discussion around penalties in this match, um, so I think you know I was looking on Twitter afterwards, and um, I think it was it must have been one of I think it probably was Sky, um, and and you know they mm. were doing their interview post match whatever it was, and uh, they were saying Forrest basically should have had a penalty. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on that?
2: Penalty. Yeah. 100% penalty. 100% penalty. But then again, they should have had a man sent off as well. He went on yeah. to hit the post. And I think it was from that move. I could be wrong. That could have happened after that. I'm not sure. But it was a definite penalty. I can't But I can't believe he didn't give it, to be honest. It was like, hold on a minute. Have you, have you checked the badge on our shirt? Are you sure you don't want to give
1: that? <laughs> Do you know what which was team like, is so, playing? <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, yeah, penalty for me. 100% got away with one there. Finally.
1: I mean, it's just for me nothing makes sense anymore
2: no. <laughs> the rules don't
1: exist um people just do whatever they want and they just pull things out their ass so i'm um, you know i i could sit there and go yeah okay it, it's a penalty but how many times have we said you know when, it, when it's against us that's a penalty and it's not given and i know it's it's not the right frame of mind to be in but paul like you just said well we got away with one finally yeah because i just feel like it's always against us and i don't know jamie i don't know what i don't know what your thoughts are on that but i just i'm at a point now where i'm like i don't even know the rules i thought i knew the rules i've been watching football my whole life but now i don't actually know the rules i guess so i'm like okay if we get away with it just smile and wave and on on, on we go
0: (laughs) i don't think they know the rules
1: yeah fair enough
0: I don't think they do. I think they make them up. They must get together on the Thursday and go, what can we change here? Yeah, but... <laughs> you see that City one, Jamie? Where he's to he's the
2: ball and, he, and he's played oh Grealis through. And then that... he shit himself and blew the whistle. I mean, that just that's yeah. people say it's not corrupt. People say it's human error, which is fair enough. We all make mistakes. I make more well, than one. Well, but Holland's absolutely week, but...
1: he's fuming. Yeah. He's been yeah. fuming. He got fined, didn't he? I don't think so, you know, because he only
2: put WTF which we all know what that means, but surely you can't get done for that. That's no. Just...
1: Maybe it was just a, a rumour I saw I Twitter, they, but The old slap just... on
0: the wrist. <clears throat> but I just think what you're saying, they make mistakes, and that, that just does my head in that, because this is the yeah. best league in the world. This is yeah. like, these are the best players in the world playing in the best league and the biggest stage, and you've got referees making mistakes like that. You know, I don't understand if VAR weren't there or... Stuff like that, and it's an offside that was close, or maybe was it a foul? That is just a Sunday league mistake, that, where it's yeah. like, play on, and then, oh, hang on, no, bring it back. That is just so Sunday league. And if you look, I don't know who put the video up, of it. Anthony Taylor, when Pep goes over to him, and we're just oh. talking about the City here, but it's just the referee mistakes again. And you can see Anthony Taylor looking at that Simon Hooper to say, what have you just done? Like, <laughs> yeah. What yeah. have you you know we're trying to get rid of the horrible pressure around us, and you're still doing that. I just, you they
2: just, they're just, madness. The penalty oh, decision. Yeah. Sorry, Go ahead, Paul. Sorry me. I just think, just to keep on that subject for them in that Man City one. I know we had to talk about Everton, but I just think these referees are just under far too much pressure. And I think I've been thinking about this for a while. I've heard other people saying that maybe the best way forward is to bring foreign referees in. You've got exactly. no ties to any English club whatsoever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. Who yeah. was yeah. the referee that done... Uh, was it the Paris Saint-Germain-Newcastle game? I think he was like... A, I might be wrong, I think he sure it was Italian or he was, it was... some Wherever he was from, he was fantastic. He was brilliant. I don't know, people go, will he give on Ball at the end, which was... Which was on ball um, <laughs> Yeah, but, yeah, I'll give it to <laughs> you. Yeah. They're your wafer's rules. People go, well, that's because you're looking at it from the Premier League. they you your his rules. Um, but the penalty... Going back to the everything, of the penalty, Forrest, I'm glad it was a pen. I'm glad it was a penalty. I'm happy that it was a penalty and it never got given. Um, because that Felipe second yellow card is an absolute yeah. disgrace. He <laughs> should have been sent off. It was just like, wow. Whether they've said to him, I don't know that it was before it, and they've maybe said, Listen, you should have sent him off, so don't give that. It's you don't know. These these things can happen in the Premier League. We know it's all corrupt anyway. They're all talk, they're all meeked. So I'm actually yeah. made up. It was a penalty. And um, should have took his shirt off, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely. And that—that's just it. You know, we don't. We we will never know what's going on going on behind the scenes, do we? If they're making deals, or oh, you didn't give that, so let's give this. Or you know, at the end of the day, we we have no no clue.
2: Yeah, well, they say uh, it balances itself out throughout the season, so we're only old about another nine thousand six hundred twenty decisions. So yeah, and that's just from go. one game.
1: Yeah. That's just like, exactly. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's just from um, the derbies.
1: <laughs> uh, well, speaking of corrupt. um other news, Sky Sports agreed to a new Premier League rights deal. Ooh, juicy. Sky Sports to show 70% more matches, a record 215 games in a new four-year deal from 2025 to 2026. More Premier League action than any other broadcaster with at least four matches every week. Okay. Mm. yeah, hmm, Things are starting to click and start to make sense here, uh, guys. I don't know if you yeah. feel the same way, but...
2: That's connecting the, the dots, connecting the dots, big time. You know, like, oh yeah.
1: yeah.
2: There's the reason he never shown the plane anyway. Yeah, yeah. There's the reason exactly. he won't show the corrupt signs up close. The yeah. reason he just bats everything off that's going on inside stage. Where the
0: Andy Burnham's has gone?
2: You do not bite the hand to feed you, or as my dad says, you don't shit on your own doorstep. Yeah, and that's yeah, basically exactly. what's happening here.
1: Yeah, like literally, when 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 I saw that, I thought, like literally, I thought, huh, makes sense. Like yeah. that's exactly what I thought. Um, well, well, rip, R I P to three p.m. Saturday football, <laughs> um, and I just it, it's it's crap the... because what?
2: No, nothing. Go cool.
1: on. Oh, I thought you were saying something. Sorry, Paul. Um, but I just it's just it's just crap. We were talking about this before the podcast as well. I already feel like the timings for so many of our matches that like all the changes that have happened with our fixtures already, it's crap. I can barely make a game anymore. They're all either midweek or they're on a Sunday. And then it's just, it's sucking the fun out of, you know, a Saturday football day, isn't it? Like, you know, we all live for that Saturday. We know we go out, we have some pints, we watch the match. Like, and then we have the next day, then there's more football to watch and it's all right. You know, you play the odd Sunday, but I feel like our fixtures are just crap. And I feel like now with this, you know, sky taking over more, you know Premier League fixtures it's just like what is going to happen to us I don't know how you guys feel about it but I'm just like are we yeah, ever going to get game, a Saturday yeah. game again like you know what's going on the game
2: is not made for the likes of yourself or me or Jamie who work all week I was going to say work hard all week then but I'd be lying about myself Same. but uh, <laughs> you, she would on get the other hand yeah. I work like a
1: dog
2: <laughs> I look forward to when I think of football I think 3pm Saturday yeah that's what I think of and it's just not geared towards you, me or you. it's it's geared for, no offence to anyone who's from United States and that we love you as we all want you to support heaven, it's geared for you over there watching it at home and it's geared for the thousands of Liverpool fans who don't live in Liverpool they all live down south yeah. and Man United I'm not just picking on them, I'm just saying but it's geared for them to sit at home and watch football with in, at home and pay the subscription to Sky and TNT Sports and whoever you, you're watching your games through it's just I think there was a stat came out. There's only four hundred thousand match going fans in this country. Compare that to football fans as a whole. We're just getting forgotten about those match going fans. They don't care about us no more. Uh, every game will be on a Sunday, which, for me personally, is just absolutely shite. I can't be bothered with it. I keep going because I'm infected with this disease that's called Everton, and that's just the way it is. But I'm not into Sunday games. I don't like Monday games. I don't mind the odd Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday game, but I don't want to play every Sunday, me personally.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely not. Um, Jamie, I don't know your thoughts about that as well. Is there anything else you wanted to add?
0: They're just, yeah, they're just killing fuzzy, Hardy. They? They're killing yeah. uh, what the game used to be going to match. I know, obviously, you've got the league to like see your League One and Two, and Championship. Day, you've still got your three o'clocks, And that's why it would be to keep the prim- pyramid system in place. But you know, Paul's spot on when he's saying it. It's not for us anymore. It's for the Americans. It's for people in, you know, Asia and Australia and stuff like that. Which is fine. That's how they watch the game. But I don't know. I just think it's they're just forgetting about us. And I don't know. Maybe it's a, maybe somebody trying to take some power back. But I don't think you will. I don't think you'll ever get it, you'll ever get it back. And then if you that you've got these dodgy sticks. Why do you think we've got them? It's so well, hard to keep allegedly, up with
2: them. All. You've allegedly got one.
0: No, I haven't got one. I'm just saying why have people <laughs> got them? Why yes. do you think people have got them? That, you know, people have got them because they're trying to keep up with games and they're trying to find the time to actually watch their football club. But it's just it's so annoying.
1: I definitely think what you've just said to me there, Jamie, and it's just like ding 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 in my head like it's it's killing football like it's killing like the authenticity of football I feel and um it's taking away like Paul as you said as well just from the actual match going fans and it's and it's so funny because when I moved over here from from Toronto I did not realize it was so difficult to watch a sport on tv that is like from this country like if you want to watch hockey or baseball, or American football. You don't have to like subscribe to like three, four, five different bloody platforms to watch sports. It's on Sportsnet or ESPN, and you just watch it. It's not. It's shown in in every pub or bar wherever you want to go. It's not like they don't restrict access to sports like they do here. And I've never really understood that concept. If it's to encourage people to go to the matches okay fair enough but now look at what you're doing to the times of matches like for people who are you know working to keep things going like you know hardworking people like us like like many people are it's just it's it's so frustrating like we work hard to be able to go to watch our team and you know enjoy a Saturday out and it's just it's like you said Jamie perfectly it, to me it's just killing football
2: yeah
0: it's just I just wanted to touch on something as well. Like... Years and years ago, if you wanted to watch the Champions League, it was on ITV. If you wanted yeah. to watch the B- the FA Cup, which uh, incidentally is still on BBC One, but the FA Cup's lost so much sort of not for us, but worldwide it's lost so much brand, it's lost so much meaning because it's on BBC One, um, and it's how they want it done. You know, if you wanted to watch when we were in the UEFA Cup, it was always on ITV Three or ITV Two, Channel Five, Channel Five. You know, they're just taking every tournament and going, Oh, we're gonna put them on TNT, we're gonna put them on Sky, we're gonna put them on Amazon. They're just
2: yeah. literally just in bed with each other, aren't they? Really? It's all geared towards the T V football fan. Now listen, if you can only watch the match and I'm talking about the fans in this country, by the way, who now, even in the city who the pool, it can't be asked going a match. It's only 10 minutes down the road, you know what I mean? It's just, it, everything's geared towards them. This VAR is the same. We're sat in stadiums, we see a goal, we go berserk, it gets taken off here. You don't know what's going on. There's about yeah. 900 replays getting shown home. We're sitting there in the stands going, is this a goal? Isn't it a goal? With our home, you're going, oh, here we go. We're getting the replays, we know what's coming. It's just all geared towards the TV fan now, yeah. football. Yeah. It's gone. They won NFL and they're going to get it. They're getting NFL. They're going to get a five-hour game. And that's just the way getting the Super be.
0: League though, Paul. They're getting the Super League again. They, yeah. That's what they wanted. They wanted subscriptions into yeah. more television games,
2: and that's what they're getting. Well, we're not calling and i say, well, I know we just said it before. We're not calling any like foreign Evertonians, and that we embrace you. We want you to support Everton. That's what we want. But it's just we're talking about the match going fans. You know, us here, us three. Basically, it's a. Uh, They're just not thinking about us at all. They don't care whether we've got work Sunday nights. They don't care whether we are in work Monday morning. They don't care whether we are in work Tuesday night, whatever. They don't care. And that's just... It's sad, really, because the main asset in football are the supporters. Yep.
1: Absolutely. It's just... I, The the world is changing, and now everything is so heavily social media-focused. And it's, you know, if you can get that tweet out with that clip of that goal or this or that like that's like that's it now and it's it's all so heavily like media focused so I think you're right like it's all just about coverage and about tv now and televising certain things like it's because it's just everything is so media focused I find
2: it yeah. just doesn't need,
1: feel like authentic no. anymore unfortunately we need to take our
2: game back how you do it I don't know because it's just it's, it's swallowed itself whole. There's that much money involved that it's just you're fighting against a, a giant of a of a thing. Just whole sky TNT, whoever. Being sports, they're all just in bed together with the Premier League, and it's a fight that you're probably never going to win. To be honest with you, yeah. I think
0: definitely. COVID helped, though, did it? No, when there was no fans and COVID helped, and you basically just turn on and went, "Look at this, we actually don't need them." No, our revenue, we actually don't. they' actually nothing compared to what for what our revenue is. So, yeah. Who cares if they come or not? Because that's basically that's what it is. You know, we're just there to buy the pints and the pies and the programs. Well
1: <laughs> And the hot, and the dodgy hot dogs. <laughs> and
0: the dodgy yeah. hot dogs. That's the, that's a small <laughs> portion of the revenue, the matchday revenue. As long as we buy the shirts and, and people tune into the telly, that's all they're asked about. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, speaking of money and funds hate to bring this up again but uh there is talk of the seven 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 or triple seven i don't really know what you're supposed to say seven 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 i say
2: i see triple seven
1: because seven 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 is like a mouthful isn't it it's a bit yeah. it's a bit much triple seven is just easier yeah. okay let's circle back Anyway, i hate that saying came up i just said that oh my god ew um the talk of seven 777... triples oh my god melinda joking. Oh, you'll
2: be t- you'll be touching base <laughs> in a minute
1: <laughs> let's just park that for now no, i'm yeah. kidding you need to like get back in the car and like restart it um so there is talk of the triple seven takeover not going through um i honestly don't know too, too too much about this um i think you know when we do know a bit more information we can dive a bit more into that but have you guys heard anything about this deal maybe not going through at the moment or what have you guys heard about that
2: I've seen a couple of people on Twitter saying that it's uh, they haven't got the funds for it to go through and yeah, basically yeah. dodgy dealings with all the companies and stuff like that. I don't really know. Just, we've got to speak about it, but it's sort of like people saying it will happen, people saying it won't happen. I know there's, there's people who are like, you know, we all know on Twitter, we won't mention the names, we were just badly against it. Um, yeah. I don't know. Listen, it's it's boring, isn't it? But it's got to be spoken about, but I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know.
1: Yeah.
2: Jimmy, what about you? Uh about seven
0: seven seven. Yeah. I couldn't care less.
1: <laughs> it's right I, I honestly right. genuinely couldn't.
0: <laughs> like yeah. right now, they, 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 I forgot they even existed, if I'm honest. They're not doing anything for this football club at the moment because they're not in charge. You know, if they were to come out and go, We've put the best lawyers on this case, okay. Then you you'll have my you have my attention right now, me you're you're not relevant to this football club until you start doing moves.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's, it's difficult as next. It kind of, it, you know, just hearing you talk like that, it, it, it makes me giggle. Cause I'm like, we're fans, man. Like we're Evertonians. Like we shouldn't be sitting here worrying about
2: oh, no. this
1: lawyer, that lawyer, who's talking, who's reading this deal, booklet, brief piece of paper, <laughs> document, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but, it's, I do feel like, in a way, like when I feel like when we have more concrete information about it, when we kind of you know f- have more of an idea of what actually is going on, then I think we you know we will dive a bit more into it. Um,
2: I just want to be able to use my phone in the ground. That's, I'm more, I'm more worried about <laughs> that than actual 7 taking over. Do you
1: know Honestly. what I mean?
2: It's just, and I'm, I'm being serious that they're the little things that I've I'm been on be the hard. moon, yeah. If everything goes bust, obviously, I'll uh, I'll worry about it then, but. I'm not going to worry about something that might happen or may not happen. Just, yeah, yeah.
1: It's out of our hands at the end of the day, isn't it, guys? Like, I yeah. think that's the biggest thing is, I mean, I do feel like if it doesn't go through and there's nothing else lined up, we are screwed. I think that, you know, I I think I know that much. Um, So I think we just need to wait and see. Unfortunately, Although, like, you know.
2: I did see something yesterday, former Everton Chief Executive Keith Wynes mm-hmm. Did mm. say that if Seven was to fall through there are other potential buyers for have, everton so we, yeah we i backup. can't see yeah. everton
0: being left in the lake no everton football club at that stadium uh, me and paul we, we were outside on saturday it's just unbelievable you know yeah. there's no way no one's flying over that or coming to see that that is such a you no know, if we can stay in the premier league which i think we will and get in today we are such a big attraction for anyone so I don't think yeah. we'll ever be short of any takers for this
2: football club. But they have actually borrowed money off 7-7 no matter what. So they're in bed with them anyway. So even if it was the fall through, fire machine, Machine's in a, a world of pain because <laughs> he owes them about $200 million or whatever it is. So just... Uh,
1: oh my, Machiri. Just, just fasten your
2: seatbelts. I think that <laughs> it's going to get worse before it gets better or on the financial side of the thing, me personally. like Yeah,
1: yeah. no, it's, uh, we're in for a very... Uh worm for a very long haul like you know we we're all on the top of this iceberg thinking oh my god this is awful just wait till you get underwater like i think there is much more to come yeah. um but now, focusing on the football side of it you know things that uh as evertonians can get excited about um we are facing um <laughs> The Real Madrid of the Northeast, Paul. <laughs> That's, I think they are. Yeah, That's I what mean, they think
2: they are though, don't they? They think yeah. they're just think Galacticos, a lot of them.
1: The You know what? To, the, to be fair, they're they are, they are playing well. Um, but uh, we all know um, former Evertonian, uh, <laughs> former Everton player, I should say. he's he's a copy, isn't he actually Anthony Gordon? Yeah a picture
2: of him as a kid outside Wembley with a little oh, looks, scarf on or something. Looks yeah, like yeah. one as well.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> take take that back. Sorry, not an Evertonian, copyright. Um, thoughts on Anthony Gordon? Because my whole Twitter feed is full of either people saying, Oh, that rat's coming to Goodison and blah blah blah, and make it horrible for him. And then the other half are like, I couldn't give two shits about Anthony Gordon and what he's even. Well, where had do you breakfast. stand with it
2: then? You yeah. go first, where do you stand with it all?
1: Me personally, I I, I don't care. I don't yeah. care like, at all. I could care less. The only thing I care about is getting those three points on Thursday. That's all my focus is on right now. Um, and I, and I think, you know, yes, they're, they're performing very well. Absolutely. They are that they, they, they're a strong team. They have had some injuries as well, which is a bit of a setback, but they have been performing well, but I also think we have too, but it, you know, we have had issues at home and I do under, you know, I, I do take that into consideration as well. Our home form is not great but I would love nothing more than Thursday to be that turnaround point for us to have a absolutely spectacular home performance and uh, get three points. So for me, he doesn't, he doesn't bother me. You know what he, he did what he had to do at the end of the day. We, we don't know what went down. We don't know what happened. Um, All we can do is really speculate, Um, but he's moved on. He's doing well, good on the lad. Um, But I hope he does not do well on Thursday. (laughs) <laughs> and I hope we do well on Thursday, um, Jamie. What are your thoughts? I on- hope
0: he breaks yeah. both of his legs.
1: Oh, here we go. <laughs> I mean, uh, I do. Mess.
0: I've got to be honest. I think he's a rat.
1: I'm not yeah. bothered about okay. him on
0: Thursday, but I actually do think he's a rat because of the way what, the, what he did. He left us. He down tools. He stopped training. He literally refused to train and said, "I want to leave." And pff, you'll never get that back from an Evertonian. Wayne Rooney was was hounded out of this football club and was told he had to leave. That lad downed tools and basically said, I'm not coming back. I'm not bothered about some Thursday, but I just don't like the lad at all. For for his reaction last season, you could have had the lad a lot better as well. I just thought, the way we need to shut him up, by the way, is you're right, Melinda, get the three points. Yeah. But for me, if we can rub a little bit more into him as well, I would.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's that's fair enough. I mean, you know what, like you you're right. There are there are certain things that did happen leading up to him before him leaving the football club. At the end of the day, like I said earlier, we we don't know what went on. And it's you know, it's very similar to to Damari Gray as well, you know, not training and not knowing the full story, what's going on. We're never gonna know. Um, but bottom line, you're right, he didn't he didn't show up and and it's yeah, It, it is what it is now, but yeah, all I think the only thing we have to focus on really is just getting a win. That would be the best way, I think, to shut him up and all of them maybe, up, really, to be honest. Maybe
0: not break his legs, maybe just do one <laughs> cru- maybe just one cruciate ligament. You
1: That's Because can come back.
0: For- yeah, but he can come back from that can he can still play with yeah. that. <laughs> maybe cruciate,
2: maybe I just I a, toe. A, maybe
0: twist a toe. Leg break. Oh whatever. Whatever shoot whatever you want, let him pick.
1: Yeah, it, what about you, uh Paul? Where do you sort of sit on this?
2: Yeah, this similar to issue? both of you. Really, I'm not really bothered about him to be honest with you. I mean, he was kissing the badge when he scored the other day. That says everything you know, I'm ever gonna Yeah. He, nobody it, ever t- is gonna have to tell me anything else about him. I I watched him scoring, he's my new and he's kissing the badge. He's been in Newcastle for about six months or well, twelve months. I don't know. I mean that that shows you what type of lad he is, doesn't he? I mean, yeah. Get a grip of yourself, you know, just uh, he's playing well, by the way. He, he's actually playing well. Uh, I do worry about him against Ashley Young. I'd like to see Nathan Patterson play against him. Just to match him up not so. much pace or something like that. But no, I'm not bothered about him. I think it'll only fuel him maybe if, if we boom, which Everton fans probably will. Jamie is right. He did down tools on us, but listen, yeah. he is playing well. I wasn't bothered when he left. These Newcastle fans seem to think that we're all bothered that he left. I wasn't oh. bothered that he left. No, I, no, I wasn't I bothered at all. You know, I was bothered, he what, he done to, I was bothered yeah. what he done to the club. Yeah, I bothered the way he left. But as far yeah. as missing him as a player, no, I don't miss him.
1: No, no, absolutely. I, I completely agree with you there. And that's just what that's that's what it comes down to. But I know what I know what Evertonians are like. Oh, he's gonna but, get it. But I'm also just like just, just don't, because that's what he wants. Yep. He's probably gonna get fuel and energy like and fire from that attention. Just Don't give him the attention that he wants. And just Isn't the, that's he,
0: just do We've all seen Anthony Gordon. We've all watched him play. Will he? Yeah. Because how many times did he go hiding? How many but times he... did he? Actually... How many times did he actually go? We uh, we're a gonna... team getting his ke- a, a team getting his, you know, getting his back, and he'd go missing. We go, where's this lad gone? You know, I know a couple of times he he dived and stuff like that, and next minute he'd go and score. But I don't know. Yeah, I I'm just... going to go
2: against him, mate. I think he's a good player. I do not think he's a good player. I just yeah. think
0: I just don't see where I just don't know. I just think. We we could get into you if you get into Anthony Gordon's head, maybe he's a different player. Now he's at Newcastle, possibly yeah. so. Yeah, you know, we might be, he might be more mature, he's better probably better coached. I just I don't know. I just I, understand I what you're saying. Yeah,
2: I, I said something to my dad the other week about oh, we're playing against Gordon last weekend. He just said to me, Paul, he doesn't want to be here. What are you worried about him for? Anyone who doesn't want to play for Everton, I don't give a shit about no more, couldn't care less. You hmm. don't want to be here. Go and play for Newcastle, This this fucking galactical of the Northeast. Where everything's the best, and you know, 1955 is the last time you won a trophy. Come on, go and play for them, this unbelievable club. Go and ask Grantham what it was like to win a trophy. Sounds.
1: Yeah, yeah, Paul, you're right. He he is, he is he's 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 a good player, right? and I do think he's playing well. But we also don't know. Like it, this could go the complete 180 of what we're expecting. He could show up and just completely shit it. We don't know. I, I mean, probably probably not. Um, but then again, there is lots of stuff going on on our end as well. And I I really do think that our players are going to be up for this game.
2: Melinda, the one player that I always worry know. about playing against Newcastle is Callum Wilson and I think he's injured.
1: Yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah. I think, yeah.
2: God, every time I look at that lad, he, he annoys me more than Antigone because I think you just love playing against us. So he, that's he a bonus always, for me he always, that he's not playing.
1: He always gets a fucking penalty, doesn't he? Mm. But like he always just, yeah, Callum Wilson for me, absolutely. I completely agree with you. Um, so he's injured. <laughs> Bring it on. Bring it on. <laughs> I think we'll be, I think we'll be all right. I do think yeah, we'll
2: be I fine. Just, I just did on the, on the Gordon issue. I do agree with what you've just said. I think you just just fueling him. I yeah. think he wants to come to the goods and he wants it to be booing. He plays on the left wing. So we'd be playing in front of all them Newcastle fans and either the first or second half as well. So we will love all that more. Just playing mm-hmm. into the Rams. if they'll be going on about he's a star boy and how he's left them and how he's well, left he's us gonna... for better things and all that, just ignore it if you can. If you that's can, what,
1: that's what I mean. He's going to be super hot headed right now, Paul, because he is playing well. He's going to be cocky. Yeah, you know, he's he's still a younger player. He's going to, you know, and, and fair enough, man. Like you're you're doing well, so he's going to want to come to Goodison with a point to prove. As exactly the kind of player he is. And he Definitely. will, but I'm really hoping that there's some way that we are going to get, not as necessarily, but what's happening on that pitch, that's, that's going to get to him and, and he's just going to crumble.
2: Big that Ashley Young is going to boot him into the, uh, the paddock. <laughs> that's what he's
1: going <laughs> to do. Oh, God. Well, thinking, just, you know, going into this match then, really, staying on this subject, we uh, we will aim to do probably... Um, Uh, reaction and uh Chelsea preview as well um before the weekend uh before the match but we do have two home games now um in a row uh Chelsea as well you know it's it's I think it'll be a tough game and being at home as well um I think it's very important that we are focused on on getting some results so if we look at you know our current squad um if Calvert Lewin is fit, would you guys put him right back in? Uh I can see you both nodding. <laughs> our viewer, our listeners can't see that obviously, but uh they are both nodding. So, um Paul, what would your starting lineup be? Would the only change then be Calvert Lewin, or would you make another change?
2: That depends. it depends. I think if Almanas we don't, as I said before, we don't know actually know what's wrong with O'Nana, so is it just one of them that he's going to be able to shake off? Because I think he instantly comes into the team, and as much as I like it to this guy, I think he's the only one who can drop out for him, me personally. Okay. But Calvert-Lewin is, is an absolute must. He's got to play for me. Um, yeah, we're, we're just a completely different team with him than we are without yeah. him. I just think he's just tailor-made for what Sean Leitch wants. Um I would still like to see Ashley Young sitting on the bench, but yeah. I don't think we will. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fight it any longer. I think Ashley Young will start. Um but yeah, they're the only two changes that I would be tempted to make would be Anana for gay and Calvert Loon for better.
1: What about you, Jamie? Would uh Calvert loon I know you nodded there, but uh would you make any other changes to to the squad for Thursday?
0: Um Yeah, that's Paul said you can't take Young out. I would, I don't know he would as well, but I'd like to see Coleman go in, just for his experience in them big games. Um, I think he's the type of player that would actually not crumble under the Goodison sort of atmosphere. I think he'd get all the players up for it and say, come on, you know, stand on your own two feet. I don't think he'd let anyone sort of walk around the pitch. So I'd like to see him play. I think he'd give Gordon and... Is Almeron? I think he'd give them a good game as well. Um, Anana, yeah, just because that Jolinton—he's a big, powerful lad. That Jolinton, so oh, I think,
1: God, he is. Yeah, true.
0: If I could, if you could match him up with Anana, I think Anana's probably better on him on the ball. So, yeah, Anana or this guy okay, wouldn't be too fussed either way. But I would like to definitely see Calvin Leung definitely come in. He's got to. He's got to. Yeah, that better's yeah. got to do better. So. You know, I
1: mean.
0: he's had this. <laughs> hey, <laughs> he had this chance. He, I'm sorry, he did. He had this chance, he had a couple of chances in the game. It's not like we can come away from the game and go, Well, he didn't get the service, he did. And we just need Calvin Loon because Calvin Loon would probably score that on Saturday.
1: Yeah, yeah no, absolutely.
2: You? Yeah, we, so, talk, uh... actually, we, have, we never touched on Jack Addison. Jack had another assist for him on Saturday. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. He, he, if he can carry on crossing the ball, and like that, Calvin Loon, should uh fill his boots, shouldn't he?
1: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Jack Harrison for me is uh he's a must on that team sheet now. Like absolutely. I don't ever want to see him dropped. Uh we need to also sign him. <laughs> Get on that, guys at Everton, thank you. Um but uh, no, the only change that I would make would be yeah, absolutely Calvert-Lewin goes right back in for me. Even if Onana was fit, I would still go with Adrisana Gay. I yeah, I, would. I would yeah, I would I would keep playing him.
2: Keep him in the and, team. Um,
1: and then I I agree with Jamie actually that's a fantastic shout um, about Coleman um, I think he like you said in the in these big games for me he's number one absolutely um, but if he's not an option then I I would throw Patterson in there I would I yeah. absolutely would I so you would I drop Young I would absolutely I think he would just get yeah. absolutely rinsed yeah. if I'm being honest so um, yeah it would be Patterson for me well Coleman number one absolutely but. I mean, you know what? Then again, maybe Deitch has just been saving Coleman for this game because I mean, it's it's a big game. Like, you know, it'd be massive if we can get three points from from this game. But we all know as well Sean Deitch is very um Sean Deitch is a healer. We love that. So he does take these things seriously with you know players um um returning back. But he's played a couple games now under 21. So, you know, we have said on the pod uh, already we do think that he's ready. So I think mm. this would be a perfect opportunity well, Linda, for him.
2: What do you think, sorry, of Andre Gomez? He'd come through a game yesterday. He's supposed to have had a really good game. Everett won 5-0. Do you think we're just getting them fit to sell them, or do you think there's a place for them in this squad?
1: I don't know. You know, I have been seeing a lot of uh, Andre Gomez uh, and the hair on Twitter uh, recently. So, <laughs> what a um, head of
2: hair that is, by the way.
1: I know. Oh, my God. It's actually a very fantastic point bringing him up because I I, I don't know. And it also makes me think about, you know, what's going on with... um. Delhi. Uh, uh Dele Alley as well like you know so but it right and think the squad that we've got like it, it's it's jiving it's clicking it's working so I just I don't know it, it, it's a tough one I don't know what you guys think about this as well but I think we just need to it it never hurts to have the a strong bench absolutely not but then again it's not practical for for them these players to obviously stick around forever on a bench so yeah. maybe you're right maybe the maybe he's getting ready to to make a move, who knows? But I don't know. Just the squad we've got right now. I just think it's it's get it's getting us wins. Like they're getting us wins. Yeah, I just look at
2: the likes of Gomez, and obviously, he's the alternative to James Garner. Mm-hmm. Whereas Garner is the alternative to Anana, and vice versa. Yeah. I just think it's good to have options. I like Andre Gomez as a player. I just don't know whether he he got the physicality for the Premier League. Maybe it's a little bit too quick for him. But we did see before. That injury, he was brilliant. We, well, I thought so oh, anyway. I yeah. thought he was absolutely brilliant. But well, I, I think there's a place in him in the squad, me personally. But uh, I just think, I don't think we'll see him again, me personally.
1: <laughs> yeah, Jimmy, what are your thoughts on on Andre Gomez?
0: Yeah, I think they just, I don't think they could get rid of him in the summer. And they're just sort of, yeah. not going to freeze him out. So I think they're just letting him play in games and you know, meet the other parents on the bench, possibly come on with 10 minutes to go if we're win winning 3-0. I think that's his role until he leaves, basically. Um, keep him taking over. Yeah, keep him ticking over. Let maybe get to January. he can go, or maybe if you don't find someone else in January, get the summer. If I don't know how long he got left on his deal, but about two years, maybe a year. I think if Sean, if the physios went to Sean Dyson, said you've got a fit Deli Ali or a fit Andre Gomez, we all know who's playing. We all know he's going in the squad first. So yeah, I think, definitely. you know, he's getting fit, but he's still down the pecking order for me.
1: He he's worry Deli, the ball,
0: mate, yeah. to, to worry about telling me. to be honest. He's starting to worry about now. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see him, mate. I think mm. he's, I think he's, uh, he's, you never lose that that interview. I don't think, you know, as much as you can talk about stuff like that, that'll always be with him. And it just doesn't, we don't know what the end is. I know. Uh, it just seems like it was his hamstring, then it was something else and something else. It just, I don't know, maybe he's just not that, he's not there, he's not ready. In the, I, just uh, uh, sorry. I just think
2: he can't afford him.
0: Possibly. They did they go to they did go back to Tottenham, didn't they? try and negotiate and negotiating Yeah, say. No, we never heard nothing else, did we? No, because the ten point thing happened, but um you no, know, if someone said to me now, well all right, I'll ask you to then Paul I'll start with you and then Melinda. You've got to get rid of one, Jelly, or go Andre.
2: Get rid of one and I'm gonna get rid of the goal mess.
0: Goal mess
2: okay. I'd love I just I think it'd just be the one of the greatest stories in football if Delhi could come in and Find just some of that form. We no. pre- Tottenham when he was at Tottenham. Sorry, into what was it, twenty sixteen, eighteen, something like that. Yeah.
0: No.
2: Imagine if we yeah. get that player back. Oof, thought that's a fifty, sixty million pound footballer. But that's what we were missing. I like, used to like United someone. For this, I do like to I just think he's he's just Deli Alli's better on the ball than to could ever ever be. No. He but his work off the ball, to is better than Deli's could ever be. But. Just think, we missed that link player. They always go back to a James Madison type player who could play in the number ten. And I think, and have a, yeah, the calvert have have a brilliant time with, with a fully fit and confident Deli Alley, Me personally, like, yeah,
1: yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I would, I would sell Gomez and I would keep Deli Alley. Um, I just still, I'm still really holding on to hope for Deli Alley. You yeah. guys know, I root, always root for the underdog. Um, I am the positive one, so. Yeah, I still think that there is a player in there and I will I will die on this hill. Like I I, I still stand by that tweet that I got <laughs> so much hate <laughs> saying, you know, Delhi Ali is gonna have the best season ever. I did not say what season.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I did not say yeah. what season. To be fair. So... Yeah, or what manager? To... Thank you. Or what thank team? you, baby? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um yeah. so to be determined, TBD. So um yeah, this has been a very 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 special podcast um because it is actually our 100th episode um this pod has been um gosh through so much um it's honestly i look forward to recording with these lads every week it's the highlight of my week um Jamie and Paul you guys do so much for for this podcast and it just would not be the Paddock Blues without you both um so I just want to thank you all so much Jamie you do excellent work with the Instagram you're just phenomenal with that Paul with the Twitter you're amazing with that as well um it just works we're we're just like just we're just three I'm not a lad, but three lads that just love to talk about football and um, have some pints and do the occasional baby Guinness shot. So literally we're just ordinary match going lads. And we just, we just love to talk about this football team. So to everyone who listens to this podcast, thank you so, so much for, you know taking the time to listen to us every week um we do it for for us we do it for you guys we do it for you know we just we just love to talk about this team but i'll open up the floor to you guys as well if you want to say anything but just jamie and paul massive thank you because this this would not be the paddock blues without without you both so
2: love you (laughs) miss
1: you
2: yeah it wouldn't be the paddock blues without you i don't mean you just said you're not a lad but you are one of the lads you're one of us and
1: i am yeah it's great to give it's
2: great to give you know a lady, a voice on an Everton podcast. I know it's still a bit of a sore subject with a lot of Everton dars when you're there. To, Especially a, an a American girl's... one. God, yeah. those
1: Americans. <laughs> when you hear the
2: girl's voice, but no, you, you're, your points are valid and you do, you pick us up because I think of me and Jamie and Jake what's to come on here, oh God, welcome to the and so seeing your face <laughs> and you you pick us up and you, you you try and make us be as positive as we possibly can be. So no thank you for that. You shouldn't Undersell yourself; you're a massive part of it, and yeah, thanks you very much. Let's do another hundred. We might win the league by the time the two hundredth episode comes on. That's what we want,
1: isn't it? It's a funny part. I'm like, I'm so positive, and I think people are listening. thinking like, I think actually she's really delusional, but we'll just let her run with it. It's fine. Yeah. But yeah, as well, a massive thank you to Canadian Jake, who I did meet through the Toronto Toffees as well. Um, it's just difficult with the time change. So you know, Jake does live in in Toronto, so it's a bit difficult to get him on. But he's also such a big part of this podcast, um, and uh, yeah, we we just love having having his voice as well as a part of this. So big thanks to Canadian Jake as well.
0: Yeah, and I just wanted to reiterate w- what you two said. You know, honestly. This is, when you look at what we, the way Everton have been since we started this, we've literally done a podcast, started the podcast and the worst time to be an Evertonian and we all just look at each other and, you know, there'll be days where Paul will pick me up and Melinda will pick him up and I'll pick Paul up and it just, we just really pick each other up and go, come on now, we'll be all right and honestly, I think sometimes you come on and you've just been beat, I think, you know, one of the highlights was when we we got beat by Newcastle and, yeah. (laughs) We get people in Newcastle and me and Paula looking at each other going, Where's Melinda? You know, we just, <laughs> honestly, God, it was just like, Oh my God, we need Melinda to come on and just sort of go, Come on, everything will be all right. But, and I can't thank you two enough, honestly, for, you know, for everything that you have done for me personally and, you know, to come on and look forward to it. You wake up every morning and go, Oh, yeah, like tonight, this morning, woke we'll up podcast tonight. You just have that. I think when you find that thing with people that you love doing it with, you should never let it go, and we certainly won't.
2: Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. I, said, I should have said thank you to you then, Jamie. You shouldn't go there. Save that mate. for our little private talks. <laughs> <So> <laughs> no, so so don't get <laughs> yes. Thank you for getting involved, and both of you really just you know we're everything demented. and you know sometimes we were like, oh god, do we really want to do this, but we do. I think we just say that just just so one of us will say, come, come on, let's do it. So no, we mm. we the three of us work really well together. And you say, Jake, uh, when he can get on. So let,
0: let yeah. me ask you a little question then. Just for the hundredth episode, give me yeah. a highlight from a hundred. Something
2: oh, that you oh. just think wow. Something just. I I think Remember. Brighton. The Brighton one was good. Brighton. Yeah, I thought I thought that was really good. I mean, there's been a few. There's been a few things. I mean, there's been you getting cramp. There's been you yeah. messing the uh, the intro up. So, uh, I think of salt. Hello and welcome to. The Paddock Blues podcast, it's Everton 1, Southampton 2, Everton shit, Frank lapards fucking useless, Bill Cairnwright's a knobhead, Denise Barrett-Baxon's there's a little barrel, Farad Machini's a knobhead, the players are all shite, Everton is shite, this podcast is shite, um, so let's just get into it Jamie, <laughs> give us your initial thoughts on how shit Everton are, and I don't care about swearing today, go for it, if you if your kids are up, you shouldn't be listening to it anyway, send them to bed with no fucking supper, don't give a shit. <laughs> Jamie.
1: Okay, so I'm going to do. Okay, tell me if this sounds okay. You're listening to the Paddock Blues podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Fuck Off Paul. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Woo, at no. least I'm not a copite. Copite's a gosh. Hello, and welcome to the Paddock Blues
0: podcast. Tonight I'm Jamie and today <laughs> Obviously as Paul said it's you know it's the daily mail, so let's take everything with a bottle of salt. But um I, I think a, bottle, look... of, a
1: <laughs> bottle of <laughs> exactly. salt <laughs> Exactly
0: from the Daily Mail you would.
1: A lot of grains in of that lad. <laughs> what did Jamie just do? I've just got the biggest
0: <laughs> cramp in my foot I've ever had in my life.
1: I just see his face go, ah, and I was like, oh my God. Honestly, I was God, okay. that
0: cramped that shit going right up from my foot to my leg. So I never screamed like I was down.
2: The way Melinda drinks hot Ribena. Oh.
1: You hot did Ribena. not just throw me under the bus like that. That was in confidence. <laughs> I told you that in confidence, my guy.
2: I thought i paid pay respect to like the biggest female Evertonian that's ever lived, ever, ever, ever. And of course it's the one and only Denise Bart boxendale isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you such a
0: shit,
1: Paul. Uh, no.
2: Everton! <laughs> it's it.
0: Never shone so shone brightly. Shone so brightly.
1: Everton!
0: Everton. Spirit of
1: the
0: Blues. That's it now. One of my favourite ones was me logging on. When we just beat Arsenal one 0 I think. Oh god! Oh god! And honest to god, for people are listening, we do this over Zoom, and I've logged on and looked at Paul and Melinda, and the pair of them are swaying left, right, and I thought they had the filter (laughs) on. They were just, they were, but it was so, yeah. It was so refreshing to see two people that have been that side that ground and just had the best night watching Everton win to come on and talk about it. I just, and I'll never forget that moment of being like this is why you do it.
2: Yeah, well, yeah. Melinda and me that day went to the Arsenal game When I think we went to Turtle Bay after it for a little while till the train came in and we just, on cocktails, we were getting absolutely bladdered. Left it in Lime Street. I was eating them Percy pigs out of Marks and Spencer. I was absolutely blatted when I got home, and I was even more blatted when I got (laughs) home. It's just like, oh my god,
1: (sighs) there was like pod, it's like the new town. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, honestly, it's uh, yeah, sometimes it's difficult because supporting Everton is uh, well, as we all know, it's not easy sometimes. Um, but when we do get those wins, it's uh, it makes it all worth it. And at the end of the day, supporting this club has. You know give me the best friendships with with both you guys so i i'm so forever grateful to to everton really because i've met some of the best people and two of them are right in front of me so thank you guys so much honestly and um yeah up the toffees well, thank, you. Nice to by
2: you. thank you up the toffees up the toffees and it's me who has to press stop i need to get to do. <laughs> so there you go i'll do Here it well. we go. for social podcast
0: network